0: Welcome to the library got my protester mask on today because we're talking about the massacre of Tiananmen Square one of the most infamous and censored moments in all of Chinese history no matter how you got here where you came from or what you're going through you're in the library now and I'm glad you're here all right I, uh, I'm gonna take this down so you can hear me but just pretend it's still up So, Tiananmen, or the Gate of Heavenly Peace, was originally erected in 1415 by the Ming Dynasty, where it served as a gate in the wall around the Imperial City. Sometime in the 17th century, it was almost completely destroyed during a conflict between the Qing Dynasty and rebel forces. Tiananmen the Square was built in 1651 and was redesigned by Mao Zedong in the 1950s to be four times larger. He wanted it to hold 500,000 people, making it the largest in the world, and in the process destroyed many homes and businesses in true communist fashion. By the mid-1980s, communism was changing along with the world, adopting some free-market ideas, but the global economy was becoming capitalistic in a way that the PRC just couldn't accept, and the poor and middle-class Chinese citizens were obviously the ones who suffered. People were angry that they lived in poverty with no way to make money, and it was a common idea that the education system was failing to prepare students for the fast-paced global economy that China resided in. At this time, there was a sect of government officials that sided against corruption and understood why, why the people were so upset. One of these officials being Hu Yobang, General Sec- Secretary of the PRC and a hero of sorts among those who wished for freedom. On the day of his death, April 17th, 1989, thousands of students gathered in Tiananmen Square to mourn his death. Mourning turned into demonstration of protest, and demonstrations started spreading throughout the country. By April 22nd, 100,000 students, workers, and everyone else were petitioning a list of demands outside of the Great Hall, trying to get a meeting with the government, which they were refused. Unofficial student unions were formed, which is very illegal and the government began to take action by proclaiming that the students were organizing an elaborate coup threatening to overthrow the PRC. Things were back and forth across the country, with protests flaring up and cooling down until May 13th, the day Soviet Union Prime Minister Mikhail Gorbachev was to visit the square. This visit would be sure to bring many foreign journalists into China, a rare occurrence. Students, knowing this, initiated a hunger strike in the square leading to Gorbachev's welcome ceremony being redirected elsewhere. Redirected. However, the entire world watching over 1 million Chinese citizens stand up to their government, the PRC decided that that was the final straw. On the 20th of May, martial law is declared, and 250,000 troops entered the city. Government officials who sympathized with the protesters were now thrown in jail, The tension between protesters and troops got tighter and tighter and tighter until June 4th at 1 a.m. The soldiers were ordered to storm the crowd and fire live rounds. Many protesters fled, but most stayed using rocks as weapons and fiery cars to block the soldiers' path. This continued until around 4 a.m. when the soldiers offered to let the students leave if the students agreed to do so. The students put it to a vote, and even though many people say the cheers for staying and fighting were far louder, The leader of the students called in favor of leaving. Later that morning, several parents of fallen students entered the square, and after refusing to leave, they were gunned down like their children. For another hour or so, an occasional protester would enter the square to attempt a rescue on their dying brethren, get shot, and the cycle would continue. Finally, around midday on June 5th, the troops and tanks were ordered to leave. An unknown man holding shopping bags in both hands approached a moving tank head-on, obstructing the path. The tank tried to go around the man, but he calmly stepped in the same direction, then again the other way, and they repeated this a few times until the tank stopped moving and the mysterious hero climbed atop the tank, briefly spoke to the driver, hopped down, and was pulled aside by presumably military personnel. He then disappeared into the crowd. Thus, the legend of Tank Man we will never know where Tank Man came from or what happened to him after his defiance, but the bravery displayed by Tank Man will live on forever and act as a collective memory of when China fought back.